Hello there. My name is Stuart Fernie, and I want to welcome you to my series of reflections on characters and themes in some of my favourite films. I will also present thoughts on a handful of literary works, and there may be the odd vaguely philosophical piece as well. On this occasion, I will be discussing the use of humour in drama, with reference to the works of Molière, Groundhog Day, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and some more recent action-adventure franchises. As a rule, people don't like to be laughed at, unless, of course, they set out to produce that effect. Humour can degrade its target and may threaten the position of that target, as the perpetrator of humour points out weaknesses and insecurities in character or may reveal underlying purposes, objectives or ruses behind the manner and style of others. A humorist may adopt a certain position of moral superiority as he or she reveals truths and takes up a stance that offers perspective and overview and certainly does not bow to automatic or expected respect. A humorist will frequently display an irreverent attitude which may shock, but which serves a purpose beyond immediate amusement and gratification. It may equally offer dissent or challenge to a commonly held view or an established position or argument, but it may be more effective than straight counter-argument as humour engages emotion and personal interest far more readily than does mere intellectual jousting. In terms of drama and entertainment, for most people light comedy appeals more than heavy drama, though a subtle mixing of the two may produce rewarding results. Comic relief has long been recognised as an essential element in the success of serious works, offering some degree of escape from what might otherwise be judged an overly intense experience while drama and conflict lend weight and value to what might be considered a pleasant but ultimately vacuous experience. I would say the key elements in successful comedy-drama are balance and complicity. Going back to the 17th century, Molière's comedies reveal many of the social ills of his time, but also address several universal social themes such as status, love, parenthood and faith, to mention but a few. But he was always careful to maintain a balance between gently mocking comedy and touching emotion bordering on tragedy. He knew the key was to have his audience care for his characters despite their flaws, and so, while encouraging laughter at his characters' misjudgments, he fosters emotion and sympathy as the audience sees the potentially tragic results of these misjudgments. To this day, most comedies of note follow a vaguely similar pattern, as they promote an underlying threat of self-destruction with regard to their main characters in order to ensure a degree of emotional engagement on the part of the audience. Complicity of the audience through previous knowledge and awareness, which crucially may not be shared with characters in the production being viewed, will also foster engagement and a sense of participation in a production. Just about the ultimate example of this is Groundhog Day, in which weathercaster Phil Connors, played by Bill Murray, relives the same day, Groundhog Day, seemingly endlessly, but only Phil and the audience are privy to the joke. Much can be achieved through the medium of humour or the inclusion of humorous elements that might otherwise be less successful or engaging. At its core, the aforementioned Groundhog Day is a fable about personal development and evolution through eventual consideration of and selfless service to others. Such a naive, simplistic and potentially patronising message had to be handled deftly and with care, and Harold Ramis along with Bill Murray carry it off wonderfully with a series of strangely comic, positive yet cynical vignettes. These trace Phil Connor's transformation from self-centred careerist through depressive fatalist and selfish hedonist, willing to use others for his own ends but equally depending on them, until finally he achieves fulfilment through altruistic acts of kindness and help. The likeness of touch ensures we never dislike Phil, perhaps because he's the ultimate target of the humour of the film, 
as we share his responses to his outlandish situation, which the humorous tenor of the film allows us to accept and enjoy. Similarly, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest would undoubtedly have been considerably less appealing and successful in terms of engagement, sympathy and empathy if it had been presented as a harrowing battle of wills between a representative of social repression and one of personal freedom. Humour allowed for the humanisation and development of the numerous characters involved, and their struggles and conflicts became all the more touching and affecting because humour encouraged empathy and a sense of solidarity, ultimately emphasising and clarifying the division between the two factions and making the end and the message all the more effective and moving. Even the genre of action-adventure films has been augmented and enhanced by the inclusion of humour. The early Bond films injected a knowing self-awareness and even mockery which added an element of sophistication and entertainment which many have sought to emulate in other productions and which has influenced several of the most successful franchises in cinema history, including Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Mission Impossible and some Schwarzenegger productions. By incorporating elements of humour in their storylines, writers lighten the emotional load on audiences, in itself essential to maintain interest, and yet build emotional engagement with their characters and draw audiences into their work. My thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I hope you find it of some value. Please join me again soon for discussion of more films and books.